now it's time to get back to Rusty and his guests. And as usual this morning, we're joined by uh, Plymouth head football coach Adam Hanley. Um, just to, you know, where do you go with this living last night? They they were very good and they played very well. Yeah, that's a that's a Concord team. Um, that's I wouldn't. I mean, if you talk to Craig about it, the head coach, he's he's oh, we're struggling, we're struggling, and I just I mean they've got big offensive linemen, they've got some really good skill position guys, and their record, you know, just shows how tough our conference is, right? I mean. They struggled this season to get, you know, three wins or four wins, whatever they ended up with, and, um, you know, then they come out and put on 50 points. And, again, like, if you watch, you know, go back and watch that game, you know, at, at the end of the first quarter, um, it was 14 nothing, you know, and it was 7 nothing for the longest period. I think we went that 10-minute stretch there yeah. was just 7 nothing. Our defense got some stops, and, um, you know, and, and, and again, your defense can only be on the field so long and until they – they could just get broken down and worn down, and um, you know, it's a testament to them. They they put up a fight early, um, and then, like I said, eventually just eventually you get worn down from the, from the big guys up front, you know, and they and they get some get some big ones on you. But um, yeah, they're they're a good team. I mean, they're going to go play not next week because the five A stuff they get a bye, but they're going to go play Goshen, <clears throat> you know, who is a who's an opponent that they they beat earlier on in the season, and um, and then you know the they'll. They're, then they're sectional. They've got a chance to, to be in the sectional championship against Mishawaka. You know, so that that fourteen bracket up there is, um, you know, the NLC NLC sectional essentially, right? And then, um, so that yeah, they've got they've got a good team, and you know, and they're well coached. Um, you know, it'll be fun to see, see our JV guys compete today, and then our freshmen compete on Tuesday, and see what the other levels look like. You know, obviously that's kind of been <clears throat> what we've been able to do all season. You know, after after Friday night, you know, didn't didn't go as planned. Try to get the the younger guys, get them up, get them some reps, and say, hey, this is this is the future for us, and this is the future for them. You know, and and see where we are, kind of stacked up against them um, on on those two levels. Let's talk um, about um, overall. I you know, I was uh, talking last night during the game that you know and. Once again, it was a statement made to me by a soccer coach, mm-hmm. and his team was having a terrible year, and he just looks at me and he says, I just wish that everybody could see how far these guys have come since day one. Yeah. He says, it's incredible. And I, he says, I know we're one and whatever, <laughs> but it was a good year because they just – they were out there fighting and they were there every day. Well, and that's what I look yeah. at with you guys. And you can't – like, I can't I can't fault the effort. Like, they, they show up every Monday, you know, ready to, to – to get better and, and ready to take on a new opponent, you know? And I mean, after getting absolutely, you know, destroyed on Friday nights, like, you know, as, as, a, as a young high school kid, I'm sure it's tough. Right. But they, they've shown up every, you know, Monday morning ready and eager to learn, um, you know, what, what, what do they do on offense and what do they do on defense and what are we going to do to, to kind of give us the opportunity to go compete, you know, and I can't, I can't be, you know, more happy, um, than I am with with the effort they've given on on those you know Mondays and Tuesdays and that kind of stuff. And like I said, if you if you came to a practice, like you would have no idea right. where, where winless really are. I mean, they're we're out there you know flying around and hitting and and, and you know hooting and hollering and, and you know jumping around after big hits and big plays and like you would have no idea. And that's that's a testament to these kids, right? They come back every day, um, you know, what, ready to just continue to get better and. Um, you know, and that and that's that's what we wanted to see, right? I mean, obviously, as a as a new coach coming into a program that you know obviously struggled last year and the year before a little bit too, and um, you know, there's some things that 
I wanted to change. Obviously, obviously, what was done in the past couple of years didn't work. So we're going to come in and and change some things, and and, and it's not going to be able to be changed overnight, right? I mean, right. I think there's some things that. You know, we've seen some changes this year that have been positive. Obviously, you know, some of the outcomes on, on Friday night are, are tough to tough to swallow for everybody. But, you know, those are those are things that are going to change for, you know, for the next couple of years, you know. And, and we talked to the seniors about it, you know, last night. And we talked to them about it, you know, throughout the season. Like, you know, unfortunately, you may not see the, the benefits of the, the groundwork that you're laying right now, you know. But what you do as a senior this year, you know, and you come back in three or four years, you can be like, you know what, I was a part of that that season that we may not have won a game, you know, or, or we were, we, you know, may not have been in too many games or whatever it may be. Um, and, and, but we, we were, you know, laying the groundwork for the future and, you know, trying to get these young sophomores and some of these young freshmen that are coming up that are very talented, um, you know, getting them ready and getting them prepared for, you know, what it's, what it's going to take to compete in the NLC and all that kind of stuff. Let's be honest, too. Kids, you're talking about teenage kids. Uh, they're hearing a lot of noise. Sure. Um, they're taking a lot of crap on social media sure. and the hallways. And, you know, I, I don't think anybody factors that in. I mean, it's hard to have hard to have this happen no matter what. Sure. But then you're walking through the hallway taking trash talk. Yeah. And, and that, that has to weigh on it. Oh, too. absolutely. I mean, absolutely. These are high school kids. Absolutely. You know, they... And we tell them, you know, in our team meetings and stuff like that, you're going to hear it, you know. But the easiest thing to say to to a kid in the hallway that's talking smack about our team is, "Well, come join us then. Yeah, come come be a difference. Yeah. Come come help instead of saying, well, your football team's terrible and this, that, or the other. Well, then come put on some pads and join us. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that's the easiest thing to say. You know, it's easy to stand in the in the hallway or you know in the classroom and talk bad about a program or whatever. But until you are out there practicing and and helping make a difference. Then you you should have, you shouldn't be talking really, unfortunately, you know. And there's some kids that you know have medical reasons that can't play or for whatever reason. Okay, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll then come be come be a manager, come be a you know a film guy, come be you know something of that nature. Come be involved, you know. Yeah. And until you until you've been in the program, until you've been to practice, until you've been to our team meetings, you know, there there shouldn't be any any of that kind of stuff. I mean, unfortunately, that's that's high school, and you're going to get it. And same thing with we talked we talked to the kids about you know the crowd and the fans and the parents and everybody else, you know, you know, they don't, they don't see what, you know, what we do in the week, you know, they're not at practice, um, you know, and, and that's, that's the thing that, you know, we tell them, you know, Hey, it may look, you know, and, and you watch Friday night, you know, you see us run a play wrong or you see us, you know, well, why'd you run that play? Well, unfortunately we ran it three, four times this week and look great. Yeah. So that's why we planned it. You know I mean? It's not like we, <laughs> we run it, run it four or five times wrong in practice and then say, well, we just hope it works on Friday night. Like, we don't put plays in the playbook you know, on Friday nights if they don't look well, you know, during the week. So, unfortunately, sometimes you know Friday night lights kick in, and um, you know the, the 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 guy on the other side of the ball is a lot faster than we planned for, and you know he blows it up, or we you know misread it, or we we put the ball on the ground because of whatever reason, right? So, um, at times it can be frustrating, I'm sure, but but again, until you until you've seen our practice film or until you've been a part of the program, um, you know it's hard to it's hard to really judge. You know what's going on. Well, and I've always said that too. People say, "Well, why isn't this guy playing?" Or why isn't sure. it? you're not in practice every day? Maybe he didn't show up three times this week. Maybe he's just a jerk. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and you never know. Yeah. Doesn't have a good attitude. So you know, it's unless you're there, I I right. don't know how you can have a real opinion on it. Right, exactly. And our job as as a high school staff, you know, is to is to put, get 
yeah, yeah, put the kids in the right position to you know go out and execute and, and give us the best chance to win. But we're also trying to teach teach these guys, you know, life skills, right? I mean, we wear wristbands that have the words "compete," "positive attitude," "work ethic," and "sacrifice" on them, right? I mean, four four life goals and life skills that we're trying to instill in them that they can carry on with them, you know, the rest of their lives, obviously. And, you know, competing in anything you do is, is, is something, I mean, at one point you're going to have a, a job interview, yeah. you know, and you, it's you versus this other guy. How are, how are you going to compete in that? How are you going to compete and, and tell the, the boss that you're the best candidate for the job, right? Go out and compete, go out and compete. And, you know, you're a salesman, you know, you're going up against somebody yeah. else. You got to go compete in a situation like that, you know, and, work ethic and positive attitude are just, you know, life skills that you should have. It's the things, the things that we can control every morning. Right. We wake up, do we decide to make this a positive day? Do we decide to be a, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to look at this day with, you know, positivity and have some positive attitude. Or am I going to say, well, this is a, a Wednesday and I don't want to do anything today. Right. And, and then sacrifice, like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a catchphrase word in sports and in life. And it's something that, you know, we try to get these guys to buy into because, the game of football is almost, you know, one of those ultimate sacrifice sports, right? I mean, you may not make the play. You know, for example, Chase Chase Daly played nose for us last night. You know, and we talked to him all week. If you demand a double team, you know, by the center and the guard, that's going to give Bush wide open lanes to blitz, you know, and make plays. You may not have a single tackle tonight, Chase, but – if you're doing your job yeah. up front and you're sacrificing for your teammates, then Carter Bush will have a fantastic game. You know, that kind of stuff, you know. And, and that's hard for a high school kid, right? It's very hard for a high school kid to sacrifice, you know, saying, well, I, I want to I wanna hear my name on the loudspeaker, yeah. right? I want to get in the staff book and get tackles. And I want and to it, – and it's tough, right? It's human nature to, to not, you know, want to be, you know, praised. But at times, you know, that little sacrifice. And we talk about it, I mean, this week, right? Every single person in, in Plymouth High School that's not in athletics is going to be gone on fall break, right? An opportunity yeah. to go to Florida, you know, and, and go on a va family vacation. Well, right. unfortunately, we have a freshman game on Tuesday, and we have a varsity, and JV guys are all going to be there for Friday. And unfortunately, you know, you don't get a fall break if you join the football team, you know, and that's tough. But that's a sacrifice you make, right? That's a sacrifice that at times, you know, in life you, you – you think about, well, what's worth it, right? Am I, do I want to be a part of a team that, you know, with my brothers and, you know, not go on fall break? And we're going to do some things this week, right? I mean, we're not just going to practice and go home. We're going to do some things as a team and, you know, hang out and try to make it, you know, a little bit more of a, um, you know, a fun week, right? I mean, have yeah. some fun with some, some team events and things like that. And, and that's, you know, unfortunately, like I said, unfortunately, we're, we're staying in Plymouth, Indiana, instead of being on the beaches of Florida, right? I mean, trust me, every every coach and every player would love to just take the week off, go have, and then come back and play, but that's not how it works. You know, the 5A schools, they get a bye week, and 6A schools get a bye week, and they say if they get a fall break, whatever. Same thing with the basketball team, though, right? The basketball team has, right. has, yeah. a, tournament, has a tournament on December 28th or whatever. Right, you may get Christmas Day off, maybe Christmas Eve, <laughs> but you're practicing over Christmas break, you know. And that's and that, again, that's unfortunate, but it's a sacrifice that you make to be on the basketball team. You don't get a Christmas break. You don't get to go two weeks and go down to a cabin in Tennessee. Right. You don't get to go to Hawaii. You don't get. I mean, you just you don't. And that's again, you you've chosen to play high school sports, you know, and you're there for four years. And and again, that's you know, we talk about sacrifice in those aspects and. Again, we're trying to get these kids to to realize the bigger picture, you know, and what we're what we're teaching them. Once again, that goes back to mentality in my mind. I mean, back back in the day, uh, I'm sure when you were playing, when I was playing, 
mom and dad try to take a vacation when I'm in season? No, I'm I'm yeah. I want to I want to play football. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be able to do this, you know, my whole life. Right. I, I'm not sacrificing a game or a practice. Yeah. I want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, again, that's tough, too, because, again, it, as, as a parent, you know, you. Yeah. It, it's a fall break. Like, yeah. you have no school. And, yeah. again, it, it, it's everybody's dream to take a family vacation. It's awesome. Trust me. Family vacations <laughs> are the, one of the best things to do in the summertime is to get away from where, you you know, you're currently living and just – just being an element right. of, of a vacation mode, right? Yeah. I mean, trust me, I, if there was a way to make a fall break <laughs> happen, you know, when the season's over, let's let's make it happen. But unfortunately, it's not, you know, and there's been seasons where fall break has come on week nine, you know, so it's 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 the week, the last week of the regular season, you know, and then there's times where fall break has come the second week of sectionals. Well, that one's even worse, right? Because yeah. the second week of sectional is, well, you know, we win the first week, then we got to be here for a second week. Well, if we lose the first week, then we can go on fall break. And it's like, but you can't plan that, right? Because yeah. depending on, you know, what's going on. And again, I think I think they understand it. I do. I do really do. And again, it's hard. It's hard as a parent to, you know, I've got I've got two little kids. I've got a wife. I've got a family. And and again, trust me, I love family vacations and they're amazing. But in this time, like I said, if you've committed to. Um, you know, being being a part of the team, it's it's one of those sacrifices that you make. And the staff, I mean, I've got I've got ten coaches on staff that, you know, eight of eight of the ten are, are married with kids and family, and we're here all together. I mean, we're all yeah. here. We're all, you know, practicing and, and, and game pra- game planning. When again, our our wife and kids could be on the beaches in Florida, right? Yeah. And it's just. It's like I said, it's one of those things that it's not just a coach. It's not just a kid. It's a whole family sacrifice that you make, um, you know, and, and, the, and I really do think they understand it. I really do. I think the kids are understanding of it. And, and again, it, it's tough to swallow, but I think they understand the importance of it, you know, and, and what is what is necessary to, to, to be here this week and get, and get the job done. Yeah, parents do have a lot of responsibility in the course of that. I mean, think about it. Until they're 16, you're taking them to practice, yeah. you're driving them to games, yeah. you're changing meal times and family vacations and all this stuff. So it's just a much a commitment and a sacrifice for, for their parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we, we we joked about it, you know, in the off season too, about, you know, perfect attendance for, for kids and, you know, if they're getting there, I mean, the parents should get an award too. If, oh yeah. If yeah. the kid, if the, you know, especially if he's not able to drive, if a kid makes it to every single lifting session in the summertime and every single practice in the summertime, like there should be a reward, you know, or an honor that, like, hey, thank you, parent. Because again, right. they're the ones that are getting them there on time. They can't drive themselves, you know, they can't do those things. So again, I, I we understand that as, as a staff that, you know, and, and when they're freshmen and the sophomores, that the parents are just as, you know, involved as, right. as the kids are for being there on time. And then, then it comes into the accountability time, right? Well, hey, I'm, I can't get you a ride until this time. Well, right. then, as as a player, you've got to find a way and communicate yeah. and, and find the ride from a teammate or find like just that the constant revolving door right. of you know communication, which is another life skill, right? <laughs> so, we're and again, it's tough to talk about um, because again, it's 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 not an easy thing to do. And um, you know, we had the conversation with a couple guys, you know, three weeks ago about hey, well. My mom and dad said we're going on family vacation or whatever. And again, it's a decision you have to make. I'm not gonna. Right. I'm not gonna punish you for right. you know the rest of your career. You know, if you if you're a freshman or a sophomore, you're junior, whatever it is, and your your family says we're going on fall break, then then you're going on fall break. Yeah. You're not. They're not gonna leave you home by themselves. Now, you know, I'm not gonna. Obviously, you can't play that game, and then you know, 
the Concord game last night, we had a kid that you know was going to be gone, and so we got we got some we got some other kids reps. We knew he was going to be gone, so we got some other kids reps that we were going that is going to play next week. Um, and it's just it's what we do as a program, you know. And I'm not going to punish him for for next season. You know, he, he comes back out next season, and we're going to start fresh, and we're going to we're going to you're you're the best in that position. We're going to play it. You know, I'm not going to punish you for it because again, it was probably out of your control, right? right. I mean, your parents are saying we're going on vacation, and then again. I'm not going to punish a kid for it, um, you know, moving forward. But it, it is what it is. Well, and, you know, I know this has been the case with every coach I've ever known. Playing with the family comes first. Absolutely. I mean, that's <clears throat> if there's a family situation, that that should be where your mind is. Absolutely. So, um, I, I'm going to bring his name up because I, as I was sitting here talking to you, thinking about it, you know, really, I can't think of a better poster child for your season than Alan Barrera. <laughs> but I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's undersized. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's outmatched every week across, you know, mm -hmm. and and <laughs> he's got his nose in everything. And, you know, I, I just feel like that effort and everything else. I mean, you talk about a senior leader. I don't know if he's vocal, but by the way he plays, he's a leader. Yeah, Al, Alan's one of the guys that's going to lead by his actions. You know, he's not going to say a whole lot. He's not going to be the guy that's – you know, fiery and, and jumping up and down after making a big hit. He, he's, he's, I'm going to do my job and I'm going to get back up and I'm going to get lined up and do it again, you know, and that's a great, a great kid to have at that position. And he, he embraces that linebacker position, right? He started at safety at the beginning of the season and we were, we were struggling at our outside linebacker position. And we said, Hey, Alan, you want to move to linebacker? And okay. Like <laughs> whatever you need to do, coach, like whatever, whatever I need to do to, to help the team. And, um, and that's, that's, that's that's what we need in this program, right? We need we need a lot a lot more of those guys that are just going to say, yes, coach, yes, coach, and we'll 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 do what's best for the team, you know. And Allen's that guy for sure. And it's great to have a senior doing that because again, the juniors and sophomores and freshmen behind them are, are learning from that. And um, yeah, he's not he's not a very big big vocal leader, but then there's other guys that do that and step up. You right. know, and there's other guys that'll take take that responsibility on. Um, and there's nothing nothing wrong with that at all for Allen. You know, he. The fact that he is leading with his actions and leading with his pads, you know, and, and, and delivering hits like that, you know, at that outside linebacker position is, is all we can ask of him. Yeah. And you mentioned emotion, and you had a little bit of that last night. Um, I'm not sure what happened down there in that end zone, but it got wild there for a bit. And yeah, I got to be honest, I was kind of surprised there were no ejections. So, yeah, so it came down to um, there, there was no whistle. Um, okay. And, and their guy was down, um, and and he he hit his knee hit the ground, and then he got back up and started running again. So one of our kids right. him, blew him up. I mean, yeah. it was blatantly after the play. Yeah. Okay. But there was no whistle, right. and that was my argument with the, with the referee was if there's not you as a, as a coach you coach your kids to play what. Whistle to, to whistle, whistle, right? That that is when the play starts. You know, snap, snap to whistle. I guess is what you'd say. But you you teach them if you don't hear a whistle, the play's not dead, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the, the white hat was telling me that he is coached as a referee to have a delayed whistle if they don't see the football. So I I was trying to see his side of things too. Yeah. I was trying because he said, well. You know, when you run when you run against a lot of those, you know, wishbone triple option type teams, you don't know where the ball is. Blah 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 blah. Okay, I I, I can see because he said what's he said the worst thing of a team like that is an inadvertent whistle because then we have to go back and replay the down. Right. And I 
I didn't disagree with that. I didn't think that was this play right. per se. I mean, I, I mean, it was pretty obvious who had the football. I thought, um, but there was yeah, there was a, there was no whistle. And he said he's coached to have a delayed whistle if they don't see the ball. So after our player hit the kid, blah blah blah, pushing, shoving, this, that, or the other, a bunch of flags were going. Um, there was a potential ejection that we 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 talked about as as, a, as you know, the Concord coach came over and Mike. We we kind of all talked together and. Um, kind of got it all ironed out and all figured out. And right. there was just offsetting penalties. I mean, we agreed that – I mean, he, he the Concord coach wasn't mad at us for doing it either no. because he, he, he knew there wasn't a whistle either, right? He right. was like – he said the same thing. Well, there wasn't a whistle, was there? And, and he, the white hat was like, no, there wasn't. So he, he understood it. You know, there was no hard feelings between us, um, you know, but there – I think it was, in, again, one of those kind of a agree to disagree moments where, you know, I thought I wasn't mad at my kid and – he wasn't mad at us for doing it. Right. White Hat was like, "Well, this is why we did it," and we moved on, you know. Um, and I think that's a teaching moment for for some of our young kids too, right? Because it was great to see, um, you know, it's it's not great to see a kid go and get in a fight, but it's great to see the fight in the kid, right? It's great to see, you know, a little frustration, um, you know, built up and pent up that you know one one of your teammates gets shoved across the field to go in there and, and get them, you know, and break it up and, and, and have a little, you know, a little bit of that fire in them. Because again, in a, in a game of football, it, it it is a violent sport. Unfortunately, you know, it is violent. You know, that's why there's injuries and there's concussions and things like that. And, you know, and that's, that's kind of what you live with if you want to be a football player. Um, but again, it's, it's good to see that in some of our young kids, that there's a little bit of a fight, you know, to, to protect your teammates, you know, and, and again, I wasn't I wasn't faulting our kids at all in that situation. Obviously, again, I'm never going to encourage a kid to get in a fight, right? But I'm going to encourage our kids to defend defend their teammates. You know, and um, and again, if there's no whistle, I told I told the, you know the kid. I'm not going to talk about who it was, but yeah. I told the kid. I said, hey, it's if there wasn't a whistle, I I, I can't get mad at you. Right. We, we coach you to go to the whistle. Right. So, yeah, and and you make a good point. There, <laughs> there's that fine line for you of how do you Get that under control, and not you know, because it, it, in in my mind, you want to have them be there because you can always pull them back. Sure, but you can't teach them to have that passion. That's something they have to. have Yeah, it's something that's got to be ingrained. Absolutely, it's something that's got to be ingrained in them that you know they've been learned how to learn how to control that you yeah. know that that side of things, right? I mean, there's a there's a there's a fine line between you know being being angry and being passionate and being you know you know, out of control. Right. And there's, there's ways to find yeah. your ways through all those. Right. And excuse me. And not all of the, all the things we teach in practice, you know, about, about when our, we're doing our tackling and, and, and our tackling circuits and our, you know, blocking circuits and stuff like that. You, you've got to go, you got to go fast and you got to right. go aggressive, you know? And, and I think that the more we do that, um, you know, in, in practice and it's going to correlate to the games and they're going to continue to get better with it. Again, I, I know that, you know, you never want to see a, a full on, but I, I was pleased. I was pleased with the, with the sideline too. Right. I mean, I know at times when that, when that stuff happens, you get guys sprinting off the sidelines yeah. and I know I turned around and there wasn't a single kid ready to go. You know, I mean, there was kids that were ready to go, but they knew their role. They knew they shouldn't, they shouldn't right. run out there and get involved. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I, I walked out there and our kids were, were really uh, respectful with referees after, after the fact, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I was pleased with, with that as well. Uh, you mentioned the sideline, and this is something that Joe commented on, the long run that Millizer had. Yeah. He says, you know, he says at this point in the game, they could check it in. He says, those guys were running right with him down yeah. the – the whole sideline yeah. was running with him as he was running. And, you know, that is one of those little things that I'm sure nobody 
sure. noticed other than maybe people who've been around the game that they are still that involved. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. would be easy to call it in and just go away. Yeah, it's it, again, it's it's extremely tough, especially if you're one of those JV guys on the sideline that you know probably aren't going to get in the game on Friday night, but but you're still out there supporting your team or you're on special teams or whatever it may be, and um, to stay mentally in, in, involved, you know. And we knew Caden had the ability to do that. We've seen him do it at the receiver position, right? But for for our kids to you know have that little glimpse of of success against. I mean, it was it was still the starters out there. Right. I mean, it was still the same group that we had been going against all game. But we ex if you watch that play, I mean, I've already watched it three or four times. Like, why did that play work? You know, because we've got that we got the whole whole system where you can see the play after the game or after the play's over and blah blah. blah. And it was just a full eleven guys executing, and yeah. and then Caden running it running his butt off, right? I mean, and it was um, it was great to see. You know, we had tried that play one other time earlier on the far end. Um, you know, we just had a misassignment. Kid went the wrong way and, and beat us across our face, and we got like a one or two yard gain. And and again, come back with the same play later on in the game because it worked this week in practice yeah. by the alignment that we knew they were going to give us. We, <clears throat> as coaches said, this is the play that can work. And then you go out and, and you see it happen, and, it, and it's great. I know again, it was one big play, but it was just a kind of a re reassurance that when all eleven guys do their job, you know, there's there's some successful things that can happen. I know Caden is probably not happy with himself. By the way, Caden, I actually even spelled your name right in the paper <laughs> last night, so I, I just want to say I'm sorry for earlier in the year. Um, but he he had a week to prepare, mm -hmm. and honestly, he was putting the ball on people's hands. I mean, it looked like uh, just with another week, yeah. he would be yeah. an option as a different look. <laughs> Because yeah. he is a different player. Oh, absolutely. Completely. He's very different. He's very different. Um, and, and this is, this is as a, as a staff, we, we we talked about this all week. Like, how did what did what did we miss in this? And it's hard it's hard to say, right? Because he he he's been the backup quarterback the whole season, right? But he also is is as our starting receiver. So how do you where's that fine line of trying to get him? Because we move right. So all summer long, it was kind of him and Xander kind of going back and forth, and we figured out, you know, hey, well, Xander's going to get the job, the starting job, and, you know, Caden's a good athlete. Where can we put him? Yeah. You know, so we put him in that slot position early on and had, had, had some success, had a couple nice, you know, nice plays early on in the season, and then we decided to move him outside because of some personnel things we were trying to do with when, when David Sills had his knee thing, and, and then he had a really nice game outside. So we still had the – you know the little wrinkle of well, he still can. He's still a backup quarterback, right? But he's still learning a new position. Now you're a receiver. So how many how many reps do we want at that versus this quarterback position, sure. right? So all season long we try to go through that, and we we're trying to go back, and we're like, well, when when did we take away quarterback reps from him? And it was like we never really took quarterback reps away from him. We just never got him the quarterback reps that we probably should have, right? right. And and again, it's it's that that's where's that fine line because. He, he's a he's a sophomore, learning a new offense. You know, if he's moved, if he's at the receiver position, his head's swimming there. You know, then we throw a quarterback on top of him. Yeah. Where, where where does he go then? Right. right. So we were, and again for for the week of practice that he was able to to put together. Um, we, I mean, again, we we slimmed down the playbook a little bit. We we took out some plays, took out some things that we've been doing with Xander, and and, and just gave Caden a, a little bit simpler of a playbook or whatever. 
And then, yeah, he, he threw a couple great footballs. Yeah. He really did. Yeah. And, and I didn't think about this until, you know, late last night that – because this week of practice, I we, we dropped one or two here or there. I mean, nothing nothing like that wasn't, a, you know, a normal week of practice for us. But last night, late last night, I was sitting down talking with, with my father-in-law and my, my wife about the game, and it was like, hey, you know he's a lefty. Yeah. He's a lefty, yeah. so the ball actually physically spins the yeah. opposite direction. Now, again, you're still catching a football. Yes. It's still the same yeah. shape. But it, it, just that little bit of a wrinkle of the ball spinning the opposite direction, you know, I'm not, again, not making excuses for our kids for dropping wide-open passes. But, it, again, it's just that little bit of a difference. All week, all year long, they've been, see, they've been seeing, you know, all eight weeks they've been seeing a ball come from Xander that's been right-handed. It's got this spin on it. Right. And then Caden, Caden gets it and throws it, and it's the opposite spin. So something little like that that is kind of interesting to think about, you know, for someone that's not necessarily super, you know, deep into football, that uh, that it does it does come into play a little bit, right? I mean, if you you know you put a lefty and a righty in front of you, you and catch a lefty football and you catch a righty football, it, it just feels different. So um, that's just something I think that you talked about. If he had another week under his belt, I think the same thing with our wideouts, mm-hmm. another week catching lefty football. You know, is is a little bit different that it, it could have you know could have make or break a, a difference in the game, right? Left-handers are <coughs> a special breed. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Well, as a pitcher, it's the same sure. thing. Yeah. A left-hander's best pitch is being left-handed, absolutely, um, because you don't see a lot of them. Yes, and you don't see a lot of left-handed quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But the other thing you brought up with me last night too is receivers run routes differently. Yeah, and if you haven't been thrown to them, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same route, but they still run it differently. Well, it's the same route, but. You got you got a guy like David Sills who's six foot three running it, and you got a guy like Aiden Blaylock running the same route. He's five foot eight, right. maybe, right? Yeah. David's strides are way longer. It's still a three step slant. In in the playbook, it is a three step slant. Well, David Sills' three steps are way different than Aiden Blaylock's three right. steps. Right. So it's just that it's just that familiarity with yeah, it's still a slant route or still a hitch route, but one of the guys is going to get there faster, sooner, different angle than the other ones because of just his body type. Yeah. So it, it is a little di- a little bit different and enough that it does come into play um, a little bit, you know. And I think, for like I said, for the week we had and, and the week we tried to catch him up with, you know, obviously we would have liked a couple more completed passes on, on the night. But, you know, overall he executed – he executed the game plan that we tried. I mean, we didn't we we didn't run the ball with him. We we wanted to run the ball more with him. He struggled a little bit running the ball. Um, you know, just just and that's just the feel, a feel for the game, right? I mean, that's one thing Xander's been able to do is kind of find the crease right. and get and get in there and vertical. And that's we Caden ran into Caden ran into the back of a couple of linemen a couple of times last night, and you know, just just that feel for that run game from our quarterback position was a little bit just a little bit right. off. Um, and then again, yeah, like you said, he threw a couple of fantastic footballs, you know, and then he, he threw a couple that were, were a little bit off, right? right? And, that, and again, that's that's just that's just repetition, right? He hasn't had a ton of reps at that at that jo- at that job, and um, you know, we're gonna see we're gonna see what happens this week with with him and, and Xander, and they're both gonna get reps, and I think I think Xander's in the in the you know in the, in the in the process of heading back, and um, we, I don't know. I really don't. I really don't know what it's going to look like. You know, when when he is able to be cleared, and if he is cleared for for this Friday or not. But we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna prepare for for both of them. And and Caden's gonna get Caden's gonna get reps at quarterback. And and if, if Xander is able to get some reps at quarterback, you know, Caden will get some reps back at wideout. Um, you know, where he's probably most comfortable. But you know, and then 
we talked after the game just about kind of some personnel stuff. And, and because of Melheiser going inside, that gave Michael Sheely the opportunity to come back and, and back on the offensive side and play some more offensive reps, you know. And we'll we'll see what that looks like this week again, you know, trying to find kind of that common balance where he, he can still be, you know, a fantastic corner and not give anything over his top, you know, not get not get beat deep on anything, but still give us, you know, a little bit of that spark on offense too. So we'll kind of play with that and see what that looks like. And, you know, the the thing is, I mean, those two quarterbacks are completely – I mean, I, I get the feeling Millizer throws a little bit – he's got a better arm, bottom line. Long, long ball arm, yeah. yes, yes. Um, but the way they run is totally different, too. I mean, Xander is a fullback and yeah. runs like a fullback, and, and Caden runs like a wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's the bottom line. Yeah. They're, they're giving you completely different skill sets. Absolutely, absolutely. And, again, they – the body, the body build is similar. I mean, they're yeah. both they're both really yeah. thick kids, right? Yeah. I mean, they're both. I mean, Caden's Caden's top top five, top ten in, in bench and squat in school. I mean, he's he's a weight room junkie, and, and you can tell. I mean, he, right. he physically has the the physical specimen. Um, and, and Xander's right behind him. Both real thick kids that, but like you said, they're very different. I mean, that and that's just that's just a feel for the game, right? I think you know the way Xander is more elusive and. And kind of you know run 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 to a spot and then run somebody over is because he's repped that you know yeah. so much more and then Caden Caden got outside on that one um, and you know and showed showed off the wheels and we had a great block um, for Max downfield oh yeah you know, wide out yeah. and that's that's something you preach on yeah all season long you know on a, on an inside run you know inside run your your alignment is this is how we coach it your inside run stuff you know your linemen are going to get you the first downs and your receivers are going to get you the touchdowns. Well, in in in, in, a, in the opposite world and screen game, you know you're throwing now screens and bubble screens or tunnel screens or that kind of stuff. Your receivers are what get you the first downs, you know, and your linemen are then the ones downfield getting the touchdown block. So they kind of switch roles in that situation. So that was just a perfect example of an inside run that, you know, our linemen got us all blocked, got us the first down, and then it got to the next level, and our receivers were in in you know in engaged and in blocks and, um, you know, very very close to a potential touchdown and. I think I think he got caught caught from the backside right. guy, which is great pursuit, great you know, great coaching on their aspect. But, um, but yeah, him out in open field was was great to see. Like I said, he's a, he's a good kid. He's a quick kid that's got you know some speed and some wheels behind him as well. Lewandowski's block was really almost textbook. Is that sure. that open field block with a receiver <clears throat> is very hard? Yeah, we like like Coach Garrett is is a you know his favorite phrase on that block is just be a gnat. Yeah, right. You just all you gotta do is just be in front of the guy, you know, be in his ear and just get in the way because you're not gonna get a blow up block, you're not gonna get a pancake block, you're not gonna get this highlight reel, you know, come yep. across the field blow up block. You're not because that's not that block. It's right. not possible. So if you're being a gnat, you're in his ear, you're right there in his back pocket, kind of just getting in his way. You know, if he goes left, you go left. If he goes right, you go right, and you just get in his way. And and if he you get in close enough to get engaged with him. You just get your hands on them, and then and then you let your quarterback or whoever running back, you know, make the <clears throat> make the move to, to to make your block look even better, right? And that's what it comes down to, you know, in that situation. Yeah, that was I I that was a good one. The other play I remember is and and your quarterbacks are getting good at this because I've seen Xander do it a bunch. I I can't remember exactly. I think it was a square out route, 
and he throws it before he even started to break. Just yeah. put it on a spot and let him run to it because yeah. he didn't even see it. He was on his back mm-hmm. when the ball left his hand. Yeah. I, yeah. I was impressed with that. Yeah, and that's, again, that's that's one of our routes that's been been pretty successful for us. Um, you know, it's a little, yeah, like you said, it's a little square out, and that's 100% a timing route because, again, you don't have the, especially if you're trying to throw it to your out receiver, um, you don't have the, the the space on the field to wait till he turns because if you do, you wait till he turns and then you throw it. He's out of bounds right. or he, it's, it's a it's a contested play or or whatever it is. So yeah, it's a hundred percent a trust play again. Back to the trust stuff, right? If he makes that ten yard out at ten yards, you you know you throw it at ten yards. As soon as his head's around, the ball should be right there. Right. You know, and that's again, the Xander has done a real good job with that route. And again. In, in, an, in an offensive mindset, you know, the offensive staff last night had to change change everything, right, because yeah. he's a lefty. So yeah. Caden rolls better to his left if we're rolling out, and he throws better to his left when we're doing that. So everything on the on the play call sheet was, hey, reverse, yeah. reverse, right, yeah. because because Xander threw it, throws it better to the right, you know, and, and he throws better going to his right side. And um, not saying that we can't do both, but – if we need a you know a quarterback to be comfortable you know and throwing the ball, then it, he he does a better job going you know that direction. But um, it's one of those things, like I said, that's a that's a timing route for us and, and kind of one of our one of our favorite go to routes. Once again, you were facing a D line that was big and fast. Yeah, um, shocking in the NLC, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's no 260 pound guys running four over or whatever. Um, <laughs> Your line had some inconsistency, and I, I think that's been the thing all year long is looking for them to – because, like you said, there were times when they were right where they were supposed to be, and sure. then there are other times when they weren't. A lot of that has to do with the talent of the guy across from them. Absolutely. But, you know, it's still that consistency thing. Well, and I think it goes back to, um, you know, or for, again, someone that's not, not you know, super ingrained and paying attention to a lot of the in, intric, intricate details – they were back in a forefront, right? And last week we saw three. So there's enough difference in, in defenses, um, you know, that give your linemen just a little bit of a of a doubt in their mind because, you know, by the time you get comfortable with the three front, you know, you go into next week. And, again, we practiced it all week. So it's not like it's like, hey, we, we practiced a three front coach all week and they're in a four. We knew they were going to be in a four. But it's just a little bit, you know, angles are a little bit different. Steps are a little bit different, you know, and that's that back to that being coachable and and understanding, you know, hey, this is this is what the play should look like. But if this guy does this, you have to do this. Otherwise, he blows it up. Or if the, you know, for whatever reason, you know, the guy our, our guard, for example, right? If there's a there's a tackle lined up in front of him, well, if we're running the ball left and the tackle goes back to your right, your court, your center will take that, right? Your center will step over and take that. So, a couple plays last night, there was a guy lined up you know, and he went he went in front of our guard or tackle or whatever reason. You know, well, we ran that play again later on, and he did the opposite thing. Well, our, our line just an, an anticipated they were going to do the same thing, right? right? Well, that's what a de- good defense does is they mix it up. So you can't – because they did this last time, you can't expect them to do the same thing this time. Um, you know, and that's that's just a – that's a learning curve for, for some of our guys that are, you know, still getting – Again, it's week nine, so it's not like they're they haven't seen varsity football. But when you're going against a guy that's again back to last the whole Saturday conversation we had last week, when you're going against a guy that's 255 pounds and your Brent's press is 175, 
I'm not, I can't be angry at you for not moving yeah, him. Right. right now I can get angry at you if you don't step the right way, because yeah. you're, if you don't step the right way, you've got zero chance to get the job done. Right. If you step the right way and you get in the way of that guy, yeah, you may get blown backwards, but at least it gives us a guy, a, an opportunity to make a cut or, or do whatever if you're engaged. And then you go back to, you know, just the running back, reading, reading the running back or reading your lineman's block. Right. If, there's four down linemen, and we block three of them really well. Well, if we block three of them really well and the one guy gets missed, it makes Michael look like he doesn't know what he's doing right. back there because there's one guy that doesn't get his job done. Even though three of the four guys were blocked, the one guy that makes the play, you know, it looks like, well, why, why are you running that play? Well, right, yeah. if we block that guy, it's a great play. Yeah. You know, or if we if we stay keep our feet moving, it's a great play. Well, Two plays later, we run it, and all four guys get blocked. And then, hey, look, there's five yards. So yeah. it's just those 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 things that in the game, you know, as a coach, you're like, what what have we done consistently well, you know, and what can we come back to, um, you know, and that's early on in the game. Caden, Caden's Caden, Caden's cadence um, was 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 quick, and the lineman came off the field. And they're like, coach, his, his tempo is we can't we can't we're not even set, and it's like. Okay, like come back and give me feedback. Yeah. I'm not out there yeah. with you, right? Yeah. You know, so we, we talked to Cade, and he's like, sorry, coach, I was just amped up. <laughs> Rightly so. Yeah, just a little Rightly bit. Rightly so. We, you know, you're the, you're the varsity <laughs> starting quarterback tonight. Like, you haven't played here since Kokomo week, you know, and so we, we got it figured out. It slowed down, and we got in a rhythm. So it's just kind of that that idea of, you know, constant constant check with me's and come back and give us some feedback on the sideline, and we'll we'll make adjustments and see what we can do. Yeah, and, and I it's – there is a – if you watch closely, you can see the thought process still <laughs> at times. I mean, and it's like early in the year, it was almost every play. You'd see a kid run, okay, i got to get to this spot. He'd get to the spot. And then you could see him thinking, okay, now I'm here. I've got to look this way and, you know, try to yeah. – you could see every step in what he was doing. And it, just by the way, his body language and the way he was moving Start through Start seeing it. smoke come out yeah, of the ears. Yeah, too, exactly. Right? <laughs> so I'm here. I need to go there. And you see that a little bit still, but nothing like it was earlier. I mean, yeah. And I think that's what we're talking about here is that that's where consistency comes from. Is you don't have to think about it. One hundred percent. And I, like I said, I know it's not. You're not seeing any of that, you know, in the, in the final scores and stuff like that because some of these teams we're playing against are just juggernauts, right? But right. but it is, and it, and it's and that's the frustrating thing is that each week in practice they show up Monday, you know, and. and anxious and ready to learn and anxious and ready to get back into it and the tuesday wednesday like real intense you know hard team practices like when we call plays it's like wow that that worked great yeah like that's check that one put that yeah. one on the play script and we're gonna run that on friday night you know and, and again i think it's just we can't get we can't get the look that we need you know because we don't have the guys that the other team has unfortunately right we just we just not there yet and i think that's that's the hardest thing for 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 fans to see is like well why why are you running that play and why are you like it obviously doesn't work well I'm sorry it worked five times this week in practice so we thought it would work tonight you know and and again it's it's not that you know I mean like for example like Chase Chase Staley is our biggest defensive lineman right Chase Staley is probably the fifth or sixth biggest guy on on any team in our our defensive oh, line yeah, in, our, yeah, in the yeah. last four guys we've played yeah. right and it's yeah, it's, it's Jimmy's and Joe's, right? We're back to the whole, well, Jim X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's conversation, right? Like, we can put down the best game plan in the whole entire world, you know, and, and say, well, this is what we're going to do, and this is how it's going to work, and this is how it's going to be executed, and this is how we're going to score 50 points. And then you come out there, and, and again, 
Chase gave us a great look, you know, and, and Justin Garrett or whoever's playing defensive line for us on the opposite side of the ball. Um, and then you get out there, and, and again, they walk out there, and you put them all on a line, and you're like, oh, Chase is the, the sixth smallest kid on this yeah. team, right? So it's just where we are, unfortunately. It's just where we are. And, again, that, that freshman group, freshman group's got some really big linemen um, that are getting in the weight room and getting stronger already. And there's some, there's some sophomores that are, you know, not playing for us yet that are, that are getting stronger and are getting bigger. And, and again, it, it's, it's just that at the time it's, it's going to take, take a little bit of time to get, to get the kids up to the size. Cause we truly are, you know, when we go, we're not, when our varsity practices on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we're not scrimmaging against the freshmen. We're not scrimmaging against the JV. We're scrimmaging against the starting defense. Right. right? So like, we're giving our kids the best scout team to go against, which hopefully in turn gives us the best opportunity to improve and get better. Um, you know, and, and same thing with our defense. When our defense is running our starting defense, our scout team, which is running, you know, for example, last night our scout team running Concord plays is our starting offense. Right. We're trying to give them the best possible look we can give them. You know, so it's just it's just where we are, unfortunately, where we are, and, and that's, you know, a uh, – you know, off-season talk conversation about, you know, nutrition and talking about what you're putting in your body. And, you know, if you weigh uh, 145 pounds, like, let's try to get you to 160 by next next season and, you know, putting on that, you know, that little bit of muscle and, and see where we are. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back sure. and, and finish this up. So uh, you're listening to Saturday Morning Coaches Corner. Hey, Plymouth, Surf's Fiber Internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Get one gig speed and two free Eero whole home Wi-Fi routers for only $85 a month. No contract and free installation at a price that's locked in for life. That's right. The price you pay today won't jump up each year like cable. We're expanding to more neighborhoods every day. So visit surfinternet.com to check your address or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. The Floor Store and More, your hometown flooring store and mainstay in downtown Plymouth for over 40 years. They offer vinyl plank flooring, ceramic and porcelain tile, hardwood flooring, luxurious Dreamweaver and Shaw carpets. They also offer Oxford House window blinds made right here in Indiana. Quality products at affordable prices with expert service and installation. The Floor Store and more for all your flooring needs in downtown Plymouth. Stop and shop or call 574-936-5666. Just look for the big red awning. Well, it's that time of year again, isn't it? What are you saying? He's trying to tell you about the trick-or-treat trails at Swan Lake Resort. <laughs> yes, October 29th. That's a Saturday. And trick-or-treat 5 to 7. With free hang-ons. <laughs> yeah, costume contest. <laughs> and that starts at 7 at the Swan Lake Chop House. Chop House, how fitting. October 29th at Swan Lake Resort. McCullough Real Estate is a family-owned and operated real estate office in Plymouth since 1978. Rather you're looking to buy your forever home or selling residential or commercial property, McCullough Real Estate is a real estate company for you. McCullough Real Estate offers professional and courteous service and can handle all of your real estate needs. McCullough Real Estate is located at 1509 West Jefferson Street in Plymouth, or you can reach them by calling 936-9797.
This is your Saturday morning Coach's Corner with Rusty Nixon. And now it's time to get back to Rusty and his guests. Adam Hanley, head football coach at Plymouth High School, with me this morning, as usual, on a Saturday. Um, your defense is showing signs. A lot of signs. I mean, last night, you know, like you said, that whole first quarter, they were holding their own, which, mm-hmm. you know, given the second play of the game, you wouldn't have believed that. But they yeah. came back and, and righted the ship for a while. Well, and that's I think that's just another thing, too, is like our offense, you know, our scout offense trying to give them the best look that they can. And, you know, I, the, fir- the first play of that, if you watch that run again, we went back and watched it, you know, on, on the film, we just had two guys that, didn't realize how fast that kid was. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what it came down to. You know, we, we, we repped that jet sweep all week, you know, and we ran the jet sweep and, and Alan's there and, and, and bone breaks there and Mackie's there. And we just, we didn't, we just didn't execute because we didn't realize how fast that kid was, right. you know, and then to see Michael Sheely, you know, get down and chase him down. Chase it's him like, down. yes, Michael, you yeah. are the fastest kid on the field. <laughs> Like, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Like, we know that you have the ability. So, and that's just another thing. Like, if you, if, I don't know, week two, week three, like, I don't, I don't think that we, we run down that play. I, I think it was just like, oh, they gave up a touchdown. Right. Yeah. But that was, that was, a, that was a senior on senior night that was like, even if I, even if I get him down on the one yard line, he's down. Right. And that makes them run at least one more play. Right. right? Or you could have just said, well, let them, let them score and we'll go on, you know, kick return, which we've done way too much this year. But, like that that was a great effort play and that was a play that we talked about you know when they got off the field was like he decided i'm gonna sprint as fast as i livingly possibly can and if i get him awesome and if i don't oh well right but that is what we need that is what we need on all the plays that is what we need on every single down because you never know i mean we tackle i think we tackle on like the eight or something like that right who knows if the next play could have been a fumble? Right. Who know? You don't know. And yeah. and I think honestly, I think it was a false start. I think they had a false yeah, start I think down so there too. So now they're back, you know, at at the fifteen or, or whatever it was. And it's like those are the plays that win you football games at some point, right? Those are the plays that you go down there and make a tackle like that. Fantastic. And and again, our defense, like it was. I, I told I told the defensive staff, you know, during the game, I was like. You guys, or at least the first quarter, I was like, you guys are playing phenomenal. Like, it was seven nothing, I think, until like a minute left in the first quarter. Right. Yeah. So they went. They scored early. Scored like eleven minutes. We went. We went three and out. Punted the ball, and then they scored pretty quickly. So I think it was like seven nothing with like eleven minutes left. Right. We went through ten minutes of that game where the defense. They, I mean, said Mazum stops. They really did. Um. You know. And and again, we talked about it at the end of the game. You and I. Your defense can only do that for so long, right? You know, your the offense has to has to find a way to get a couple first downs, right? Even if it's just a field position change, even yeah. if it's just a little bit of a take a deep breath on the sideline defense, you know, catch some water, catch your breath, like even if it's that. And then the best part of it all is your defense is on the sideline watching the offense because there's not a whole lot of guys that are playing two ways, a couple, but they're on the they're on the sideline being like, hey, look, the offense is moving the ball. Offense is getting us first downs. They're going to go score, right? And then they, in turn, take that mentality back onto the field yeah. when they get back out there on defense, and then they don't allow another score because they say in their mind, our offense is moving the ball. They're going to score at some point. But offensively, we just we were so we were so stagnant. We were just so 
we just couldn't get out of our own way a couple times. And again, the defense goes back on the field, and the defense yeah. goes back on the field, and yeah. the defense goes back on the field, and eventually, the score turns out to be what it was. You know, because um, it, it's 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 been the it's it's that's been our Achilles heel all season, right? Our defense has gotten better. Our defense has gotten to points where they've made stops. They've gotten it to fourth down. They've got a turnover. They've got whatever it is, you know, and then the, the offense just – we just we, – we, we stall. We, we get moving and then we stall, you know, and um, it's just – it's just a – like I said, I think it's just a mentality thing of, well, we haven't we haven't done well all season. This is probably what's going to happen versus, no, like, go fix it. Yeah. Go, go out there and say, you know what, I'm not going to let this guy across from me beat me. I'm not going to go out here and, you know, and, and, and just allow him to, you know, bulldoze me. Like that yeah. mentality of I'm going to go get the job done versus, well, I hope he doesn't beat me or I hope, yeah, he's, exactly. I hope he's not faster yep. than me. I hope he's not stronger yeah. than me. No, 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 no. Your mindset, your mentality has to be like, I'm not going to allow this guy to do that to me. Even if he's 100 pounds stronger than me, even if he's six foot five, he, I don't go just the mindset of it. And then when you go hit him, you never know what happens. Maybe right. he trips over his own feet. I don't know. Then you yeah. then you lay him on his like you don't know until the play happens. So you got to go out with the mindset of I'm going to go destroy you and I'm going to go execute the game plan and I'm going to go execute the play and then see what happens. And I think that's just what our offense is struggling with right now is that that positive I don't know, positive mojo or whatever it right. is. It's just that 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 idea of you know, we haven't scored many many points and we've struggled moving the ball. Well, like at some point, what do we, we can't do this forever. Right. So at some point, what is it going to take? What is it going to take for you to realize that this is how it needs to be done, and this is what I need to do to execute the game plan, and this is what I need to do to, you know, because we've we've gone from we've gone from um, you know tight end packages to to wing packages to four wide to five wide. Now, our playbook hasn't changed. We just added different receivers. We've spaced things out. We've brought things together. The linemen are still blocking the same things. The receivers are still running the same routes, but it just gives us different looks. So right. that's why, again, if you're if you're a fan that you know doesn't necessarily know football as much as um, you know you're being in the game or whatever, that's why we do what we do. We try to find the best formation, the best package that gives us the best opportunity to move the ball. So that's why one play we're in five wide. The next play we have a tight end. The next series we so. We we just we're trying to find the best fit for our guys. You know what our linemen are most comfortable with, what our receivers are most comfortable with, and trying to find that. And it's just been it's been a struggle all season. And um, you know we've, we obviously last night we struggled on offense probably the most we have all season. And that that defense wasn't anything different than we hadn't right. seen. Yeah. You know, and again it, it's a lot of it goes back to you know Cade not having a lot of reps, not being comfortable with the position, but. The linemen didn't change. The receivers didn't change. Michael Gibbons didn't change. Yeah. You know, so it's just a, you know, one of those just lack of execution things that, you know, we're gonna go back and watch on film and, and see what happens. Well, have you seen any St. Joe film at all? I, and let's put this in perspective too. I know they're three and six. Yeah. But that three is Penn and New Prairie, and you know they have a similar schedule <laughs> yeah. to you guys. They play in the Big Boy Division yeah. in that NIC. Yeah. Yeah, they got a couple wins um, early. I think they beat a Lakeland team and a. Um, and they they want to marry they beat oh South Adams or South Bend South, yeah. South Bend Adams right um, who we saw at our at our summer scrimmage you know and um, you know we we I felt like we competed with them I mean, they got some athletes on that team but you know St St Joe's beat them twenty one fourteen and we um, we you know we're trying to get we just, we just got some film um, of them before we, before I got over here so from what we've seen 
through through the years and, and kind of on on YouTube or whatever. Excuse me. Um, they're very similar to us. They run a lot of the same kind of you know spread offense type things and shotgun and which is great for our defense. That's what we've seen the last two weeks. You know, obviously with with Northridge and um, and Concord, so we're we're familiar with that type of offense and. Um, you know, they got a win last night against Mishawaka Marion, who's who struggled a little bit this year. Um, but they, they took them to overtime, you know, and um, it's at home. I know it, it doesn't, you know, it's not like we have a, you know, home advantage or yeah. anything like that because it's, it's playoff time. But it's still home. It's still familiar. I mean, we don't have to get on a bus and travel up there. We get to use our locker room. You know, we get to use our all our stuff. Um, you know, so there should be a little bit of that kind of in your head of like, hey, this is this is familiar for us. And. Um, you know, the, 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 the worst part of this is, the, you know, the week of fall break, right? There's, yeah. It's not normal. They're not right. going to school and coming to practice. You know, so there's a lot of extra downtime this week and a lot of extra things that they've got to, you know, continue to, to, to stay focused and use up, you know, that they're, use their time wisely. And um, But, again, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're a 3-16 and 16 that plays a lot of good teams and, um, you know, in that conference and, they're they got a, they got a new coach. I mean, new old coach. The coach is back. He was there yeah. for a while and just came back to the program. So he's he's trying to instill his values and his things and his in his guys. And um, they've got a couple decent athletes out there in their wideout position. And um, but but overall, I mean, like I said, from what we've seen on film, they're 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 similar to us. Our defense shouldn't have a whole lot of things that, to change. And um, it's just going to come down to you know the effort and execution, right? Do do our kids believe they can go compete? Yeah, you know that's what it comes down to. You know, the, I think one of the best things um, about about a St. Joe's team, I and mean, after the game, what we our kids break down, you know, after the game, and they usually break it down with with beat whoever the team is, right? And, and a couple of them are like, "Hey, what's their mascot?" Like, I don't. And that and that honestly is as a coach, I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of a good thing because you have no idea who they are. Yeah. Like you play these NLC teams all year round, right? Like as a seventh grader, as an eighth grader, as a freshman, as a sophomore, you play NLC teams, NLC teams, NLC teams, NLC yeah. teams. They've never seen these guys, right? So I, I I love that. I really do. I think it's a great opportunity for our kids. I really do think that the the unfamiliarity with a program like them is good for us. Going in the game, they know they don't know who any of them are. It's not like they follow each other on social media yeah. because they're not in the conference. They haven't seen them before. Um, so it's again, it's it's one of those situations where. It's going to come down to you know effort, effort and execution, right? I mean, it's something we preach all season long, and you know what, what's the week of practice look like? How are you going to adjust to you know the the distractions of playing on fall break and all that kind of stuff? So um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. See what the week looks like, and, and go out and have some fun. Yeah, it'd be fun to get that first win in the uh, in the playoffs. Absolutely, be Absolutely. a lot of fun. Well, anyway, game time seven on Friday. Seven o'clock. Yep. So come on, it's a home game. So come on out and see it. And uh, thank you as always for coming in this morning. I appreciate it. No problem, Rusty. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening, and that's going to do it. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Saturday Morning Coaches Corner on your home for Plymouth Sports, 93.7.